All right, I want to welcome on my next guest. We got longtime NFL fullback Lorenzo Neal. Lo, how's everything going? Hey, it's going great. How we doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. As well as we can do right now, especially I'm, I'm glad to see the country sort of moving forward. I'm glad people are starting to wear masks, but hopefully we can get back to what was normal sooner rather than later. Absolutely. You see, I got mine right here. Here we hey. go. See? see? <laughs> I, 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 I'm prepared. I always drive with the mask. I always have the mask. I'm, I'm not one of those individuals that, though, that they're driving, they have their mask on. I'm like, I don't get it. What are you driving in your car for with your mask on? I don't get that one. So I don't drive with the mask on while I'm in the car. But when I get out and go into an establishment, I'll definitely uh, practice safe distance to make sure everyone else is safe. My favorite is when you when you flip on the news and you see the person doing their live shot and you know there's nobody anywhere near them and they're wearing the mask. Right. I'm like, what are, what are you doing? So, it's wild. It's wild. Exactly. Exactly. The best I've seen is about like a month ago, I was going to the grocery store and I we were waiting in line um, and somebody walked out and I'm looking at him. Like, what the hell is this guy got in his face? He had a sock tied around his face. I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm good with that. No, you're doing no, too I much. Know. You're doing too much. No, doing too-, <laughs> too much. Too much. Yeah. So, so, so I kind of want to ask you a little bit about your early, uh, early career. So how did you end up at Fresno State? Well, you know, I'm from the Central Valley, Lamore, California, which is 30 miles south of Fresno. So it was close to being able to play in front of my parents, in front of my mom, dad, brothers, and sisters. So uh, it was really cool going to Fresno State. So a lot of people from the big L town, Lamore, would drive up to Fresno. It's, it's the big town. It's the big city, as, as we like to say. Fresno's, you know, you know about four, three, four, about 400,000, but the surrounding area is over a million. So when you went to Fresno State, that you were in the biggest town in the Central Valley, you know. So Fresno was a big, it was big time. So that's where we had to go. You want to go shopping, get for nice clothes. You'd either have to go to Fresno or L.A., you know, to, to go get really nice clothes. And uh, so it's a small community. Fresno's not a huge town, but uh, it's growing. It continues to grow. And the Bulldogs, they put themselves on the map. It's a great program. Absolutely. And so did you want, you, you wrestled too, in addition to football. Yeah, that was crazy. I don't know. When you're young, dumb, and they say, Fully, you know what? You can try to think you're stronger than anyone. And uh, it's crazy. So I did both sports, and it was really tough because I could never get in great shape after after the football season. Wrestling would already be started, and they already have about 20, 30 matches underneath the belt. So I'm out because I'd have to rest to use all, the, use all my menace injury timeout to try to catch my breath because wrestling is such a tough sport. Still was an All-American. I was ranked number three in the country my senior year. I placed, placed my, my junior year. Um, you know what? A lot of people say, you know what? You, 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 you play football. You know, you play basketball. You play golf. There's one sport you don't play. A couple sports you don't play. You don't play boxing, and you don't play wrestling. Those are sports you don't say, oh, I played. No, that's a tough sport. It's you and another individual. It's one-on-one. You can't blame it on the quarterback. You can't blame it on the offensive lineman. It's just you and another individual out there, mono e mono. So really, really tough. The tree you took on a sumo wrestler? Yeah, yeah. The big fella was in a sumo wrestler. <laughs> hey, see that? They wasn't ready for that. You see your boy still got them rocks. You see him <laughs> up. You see him still swole. But uh, it was a lot of fun. They put me on the diaper. I was a diaper dandies, you know. And so they threw the little, the little sumo thing on, wrapped me up. So it was pretty weird. Butt cheeks hanging out. So my son still gives me a hard time. He's like, Dad, and I have to say, son, you still can't handle me. So uh, my son, he's at the University of Purdue right now, cool. bowler up, hammer down. He's a bowler maker. He's uh, coming in for his fifth-year senior. Oh, cool. Yeah, so he's a defensive lineman. He's got a good chance to play on Sunday. So just graduated from uh, graduated in four years, but still coming back for that fifth year because he got injured oh. a year 
so yeah, red shirt a year. So uh, excited about this coming year too. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, what point at Fresno did you did you did it hit you that you had a legit shot at the NFL? Um, I think second year. You know, I had a good coach, Jim Sweeney, and he was always telling me, he said, you know, Lorenzo, you you got a chance to play on Sundays. He said, you're special, you're big, you're strong, you're physical, and you just got that it factor. And uh, you don't think anything. You're like, all right, thank you. And then you keep pounding away, you keep pounding away, you keep hearing what everyone keeps saying to you, and you just start listening. And all of a sudden, you know, some scouts start coming around. You're like, man, I, I do have a chance. And uh, it's 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 a very, very exciting time for any young man who has, you know, dreams to go to the next level. But it was just – it was a fun time. College, I wouldn't give – I wouldn't trade it for anything. It was a great time, great experience, great growing experience. Get to meet so many different people. And it's it's a lot of fun. When you get into pros, it's fun, but it's a job. Yeah. Yeah. What what was your uh, draft process like? Well, you know, then we – you know, we it was 12 rounds, so it was different. You know, it was it was it was uh, twelve rounds when I got drafted. It, but in the first four, first five rounds were I think were seven rounds I think was on Sunday, and then you had the next round was on Monday. So you had seven rounds the first day, and I was eighty fourth pick overall. So now it would have been like the third round. I would thought it was crazy. So I'll go fourth round. But I, I get to my house in the morning. I'm thinking, okay, here we go. I talked to Kansas City Chiefs. They called me that morning and said, look, we're going to probably in, in the second round, we're going to probably pick you if you're, if you're going to be there. We don't know if you're going to be available, but we love you. We want you to be a chief. Hopefully you're going to be around in the second round. So the draft starts, and I'm thinking hopefully I'll get drafted early. And then the second round comes, and it's, I was like, well, I'll go to Kansas City. I was kind of disappointed. thought I was going to go in the first round, maybe second, mid-second. And all of a sudden, second round comes, and I'll, I'm going to go Kansas City. They already talked to me this morning. They already called me. The pick comes around. They don't pick me. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> and then third round starts. They start picking, keep going. I'm, I don't go to the third, and then I'm the fourth pick in the fourth round. I was, like, so disappointed, so hurt, so mad. But it made me play with that chip on the shoulder, and I think a lot of kids have that. But Kansas City Chief, they had a good pick. They didn't pick me. I was an all-pro, all-decade. But I'll tell you what, they picked a pretty good guy that they picked ahead of me, so I don't mind. After years later, we're still great friends. That's Will Shields. Oh. Uh, he was a pretty good offense guard. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's interesting. And then, so, what was it like? So, when you went to New Orleans, have you ever been? You ever been there before? No, I called my mom and said, "Mom, you got to come stay with me. I'm scared." It was different. <laughs> it, was, it was definitely, it was definitely different. Being from Lamore, a small town, um, not having a lot of, uh, not having a lot of different people, just different. Being in New Orleans, that deep South, uh, was different. It was crazy. So, I get to New Orleans, start dating this girl, have fun, you know, start dating, just hanging out. Whatever dated the first girl, the first girl that I'm trying to date or get to know, she's like, you want to come over to my house for dinner? Yeah. I'm like, what? And she goes, but I got to go make groceries. Yeah. Like, they answered the question for you. So it's like, you know, it's crazy. So you go to New Orleans, you're like, what the heck? So they, they so, so the, the language out there, she, you listen to people that, like, I'm like, yeah, but it's just, it's just crazy. So some of the things that they say, it's just kind of weird. So what was it like going to New Orleans? It was very, very different. It's very unique. Met some wonderful people in New Orleans. Bought my first home in New Orleans. Love New Orleans. A big easy, a lot of fun. You ever see, what was the first experience like when you saw an alligator? Well, you know what? First experience, like, oh my God, this is the deep south. I'm seeing an alligator <laughs> going on, you know, brought my family in and did some swamp, get on a swamp tour and, 
And then I started eating alligator. That's the first time I ate alligator. You know, you can <laughs> eat it there. Yeah. So uh, it was crazy. Drive through daiquiris. It's crazy. New Orleans is an absolute different animal. A lot of fun. Crazy town. It's a great place. Great place to visit. Yeah, no, see, see, alligators, I'm not too intimidated by it. It's the boars. The boars scare the hell out of me because they're just giant furry pigs and they're running 30 miles an hour. And I'm like, they're going to catch me. So I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Absolutely. And they're terrifying. And then, yeah, so then, and back, so back to football. So, um, so, you, so after you sort of got going, then you, you got hurt? Yeah, rookie year, the second game of the season, I broke my ankle. So uh, I missed that year. And that year did a lot of soul searching, a lot of reflecting. And, I went from being a guy who's running the ball, you know, 20, 30 times, you know, 15, 20 times a game to not even caring at all. Went to more of a blocking back. So lost some of my mobility. But I remember Jim Moore calling me in the office and said, hey, you got to make your mind up. What do you want to do? He said, you can play in this league 10 years, a long time, but you got to be concentrated and dedicate yourself to being a fullback and you could have a great career. That was great, some great advice that he gave me and I ended up going and have playing 16 years um, at that position. Was there any hesitation on your part initially? Like, no, 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 I'll be fine. Well, you'd think you're going to be fine, but I, you could tell on the tail. It was the ankle never came back 1,000% like I was. It couldn't cut as well, but I, I was. it was a good move. It was a good move for me. It's, I had a, a great career. had met a lot of people, got to play during their two decades. I had so much fun while doing it. That's awesome. And then, so that, so, uh, so you went on IR, so was it that, when, at that point, what point during that offseason did they tell you they wanted you to make the move? And did you have to change anything up that your, your normal offseason regimen? No, it, it, I always knew how to block and stuff because at Fresno State I was a fullback, but I played both positions at Fresno State. So it wasn't any big – it wasn't a huge transition. The biggest thing is that you have to be selfish yeah. um, because you're not going to be touching the ball. So you got to understand what your job is and what you're, what you're there to do. And as long as you get that down, you be, you're, you're okay. And as long as you know it's not about you, it's about sacrificing for, you know, your teammates and helping them, uh, you know, uh, get their glory. And you get the glory. I blocked for a lot of great backs, thousand-yard rushers. You know, work done. Mike Allstott. You know, uh, Ray Rice. You know, Leron McClain, Eddie George, Corey Dillon, Ladanian Tomlinson. I mean, I've, I was really, really blessed and really fortunate to block, block for some Hall of Famers. Probably there's going to be a couple more in that list that I blocked for. Probably be Hall of Famers. Absolutely. So then, so after four seasons in New Orleans, um, how did you end up with the Jets? Uh, you know, it was it was just it was free agent. I was, became a free agent. Did, did four years there, and I was a free agent, and, and you know, wanted to play for the big tuna. So Bill Parcells and Agent Morrell had a thousand yards blocking, running, running behind me that year. Agent Morrell did. So it was it was really good. So he was one of the he's one of the first guys. He was the first guy that I got a thousand yard blocker block for. And then I got traded to Tampa Bay, and that's where it was great. Me and Allstott and work done. Had a great time there. And, from there, I went to the Titans, and that's where I met great Eddie George and went to the Super Bowl and went to the Super Bowl there and had a great time just being there for several years. Then went to Cincinnati, the Bengals, the Bongos, and that was tough. That was tough going to an organization. It's just, uh, you know, we just couldn't get it together. Had some good talent, but just didn't know how to win. The culture wasn't there how to win. So uh, well, that was tough. Those two years was tough. And then San Diego, Marty Schottenheimer came and saved me, and just we from there just took off. With LT, one of the greatest, if not top three, top five running backs ever to play the game. It was amazing playing with him and Phillip Rivers and Drew Brees. I had a great time uh, my career in San Diego. <clears throat> and then in uh, year 16, going to Baltimore, losing to Pittsburgh in the AFC Championship. You know, we had a lot of fun there, too. It was just a, just amazing ride, man. It was an amazing ride. 
So what? So going back to the charges, at what point did you realize that this dude, that Tomlinson, was different? Oh, I watched him play. I watched him play and playing against them when I was on the teams, and then playing with him on the team is just watching lightning in the bottle. The guy was just had something, just another gear, so elusive and just so tough, and uh, just amazing, amazing player. But he's a better man than he is player, believe that or not. And then speaking of Phil Rivers, what was your first experience like meeting him? Uh, Philip was young, you know, young guy. I was my eighth or ninth year, so Philip was young. And, uh, you know, I remember he's like, man, Lo, I don't know how long you – man, I can't believe how long you're playing. Now I call him and we still talk. And I'm like, yeah, look at that. Now look how long you're playing. See how it is. It's, it's crazy. He goes, man, Lo, you always told me. always just tell him, keep living. Keep living, man. He's like, what? I said, just keep living. And now he's like, now he tells the, now he tells the young guys, keep living. Keep living. You'll get there. And uh, it's crazy. Just how life is, man. You know, you're, you know, one day you're high school, grade school, middle school, and then all of a sudden, you, you know, college. And now look, you man, you're in the real world. You're realizing, man, and it starts to go faster. And you can't wait to get out of, you know, great middle high school, you know, junior high. And you get in high school, you're like, man, okay, I can't wait for college. And all of a sudden, you're like, oh, my God, can't wait to get in the real world. And all of a sudden, you're like, man. Then you start getting older and older, and you're like, man, what have you been waiting for? You keep can't wait and trying to speed up time, and all this time you're rushing to die. <laughs> so enjoy it. That's my, my advice is tell people to slow down, enjoy life, enjoy the ride. You know, you only live once. You only get one chance. You only get one shot, and you're going to make some mistakes. But as long as you try and as long as you get up and as long as you attack the world, as long as you got God, family, and just know that, you know, that if you're here to serve and you keep those things close to you, you can be successful in this world. What, 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 are, you, what are you expecting from Phil this year in Indy? I think he's going to be solid. I think they can win eight to nine games. I think Phil Rivers, I think he's going to have a, a good year. It's going to be interesting. They've got a pretty deep, decent offense. Yeah. Those guys, they tough offensive line. They got to see what they're going to do. I think they're coached well. It's going to be, it's going to be good. It's going to be a tough, it's going to be a tough division though. Absolutely. And then, so for, for the NFL now, who, who is, in your opinion, who's the best fullback in football? Well, I think Cal Hustek. I love the guy. He's a good friend of mine. I think he's tough, physical guy, catch the ball. He's an army Swiss knife. I love what he brings to the game. That's awesome. That's awesome. And then, so, um, so towards the end of your career, at what point did you realize like, all right, I'm kind of ready to hang it up. Uh, toward the end, about year 14 or 15, and just like, you know, you're, 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 think, you're reacting. You're like, okay, I got to get there. So now you're thinking about getting there. Hey, I got to make that. Okay, I got to think about that. Well, suppose when you're young, you just go, just react. Now it's just start, you got to think about when you're going to go take the right angle. So around about 14, 14 years, or, or 15, 14 and 15, you start to say, okay, I got to do some more, to, you know, to maintain, uh, to play at this high level. So, and then it's just start getting a little sore. You don't bounce back as don't bounce back as fast. So you start to fill it. And then, how did you get into broadcasting? Uh, just you know, just have, having the opportunity to you know, so, um, always did some of it when I was playing the game, and just the opportunity opened up, the doors opened up. So it was a really smooth transition, and enjoy doing radio and some TV, and you know, keeps you around the game, keeps you young, and uh, you know, around the game, and get to see a lot of the players, a lot of guys you played against, a lot of guys. Now, you know, that are coaching or GMs or whatever it may be, John Lynch, we played together and, you know, played against. And it's just awesome to see uh, the success he's having. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I got one last question for you. I know you were talking about the mask earlier. So when everything sort of goes back to normal and there's no mask required, whether that's a vaccine or we get past it, what's the first thing you're looking forward to doing? 
you know what? Believe it or not, I love to go to a show. Love to take the family and go to a movie, man. Just just to sit back and you know get my big diet coke and popcorn and butter and just chill and and enjoy it. And I love when the gyms open back up. I you know be tired of just working out at home. I want to get back into the gym and start making it happen too. The, the, the drive-ins do it for you. Or it's got to be the real movie theater. No, no, it's got to be the real. <laughs> one. Awesome, awesome. Well, this has been a lot of fun. So, for people that, people that don't follow you on social media, how can they find you? Uh, just go to Lorenzo Neal. Just go to Lorenzo Neal. Uh, you know, that's my Instagram, and follow me. And it's always in for a thrill. So, uh, it's a lot of fun. So, uh, if you want to follow me? Just follow Lorenzo Neal, number forty-one. Lorenzo Neal, forty-one. Appreciate it, man. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for chatting for a few minutes. I'm glad everything, everybody's doing well. This has been a blast. No worries. We'll do it again soon. Appreciate it. Appreciate it.